In the name of the loving, life-giving, and liberating God who is Blessed Trinity. Amen. You may be seated. So Chris and I are expecting a little boy. We were both hoping for a little girl. And we struggled a little bit with this revelation. We struggled because it feels like there's more to undo and unlearn in the way our society brings up boys. Boys will be boys is not an acceptable excuse for poor behavior. We're treating the opposite sex badly. Manliness is not all about bravado and shows of power. The fact that our culture sometimes sells us lies would have been true about a girl as well, just in different ways ways that we felt somewhat more equipped for. But this process of learning and unlearning, navigating our American culture, sifting through what's good, bad, and ugly, is exactly what we should be doing ourselves. All of the things we're handed are not automatically true, or good, or beautiful. And as Christians, we're called to live in the reality of the kingdom of God, which may or may not line up with our culture at large. We're called to do this hard work of living against the grain in some cases, of being the light. And this is true not just within our churches, but within our communities and our lives as a whole. The disciples today were drawn to the light of Jesus, and they wanted to know where Jesus lived. That meant that they were in it for the long haul. They were ready to stay with Jesus. And Jesus' response, come and see. When we're baptized with Jesus, we are baptized into a new reality, the kingdom of God, That means we will necessarily live differently, holding ourselves to a different standard, and that's a lifetime process. When our baby comes, our work is only just beginning. We are called to love and shape this little human throughout his life. At some point, he'll begin to make his own decisions, but he will never stop learning and changing, just like each of us. We are constantly called to learn and grow and change, following in the footsteps of Jesus. And Jesus is a visionary. Jesus says, come and see. Come see what the kingdom of God is like. Come see how you can live in God's love. God has a dream. A dream in which sorrow and sighing are put away, where there is no longer male or female, Jew or Gentile, slave or free, but all stand together in the sight of God. Our differences not erased, but accepted and loved. A dream in which the justice of God prevails. God walks with each of us, and we're not envious or boastful or proud, but we live together in patience, kindness, and hopefulness. This is a vision not just for us, but for all of creation. In Isaiah, we heard today, it is too light a thing 
that you should be my servant just to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the end of the earth. God speaks to God's servant and says, not only will you restore Israel from exile, you will bring my dream to the ends of the earth. The one about whom God speaks in this passage of Isaiah is called the servant. We have identified this servant with Jesus in our own lives, uh, but when it was first prophesied to Israel, the servant was the Messiah, or maybe even Moses, or Israel itself. In both cases, the way the servant is called to live means something now for how we live because this is a dream for all of God's people. We are called to follow someone who is being led by the dream of God, that we can live in such a way that other people would see it and be drawn to it. Come and see. Our baptism doesn't withdraw us from the world, from the ills and harms happening around us, It calls us to be true to the dream of God, especially when that dream doesn't match the world around us. And it calls us to draw the world around us along with us. We're called to be the light, to be the change, to be the example of the kingdom of God here and now in the midst of God's broken creation, preaching and bringing peace where there is strife. Proclaiming release to the captives, binding up the brokenhearted, and healing the wounded. And we are called to do this now, in our lifetimes, that others may see and know that God has a better dream for the world than we could ever imagine. Jesus says, come and see. Our psalm tells us to wait patiently on the Lord, and we do. We trust in a God who dreams bigger for us, who delivers us and sets us free. And God sends Jesus, Jesus who is named Lamb of God, Son of God, Servant of God. And Jesus says, come, come and see. Because the reality is that we wait on God. We do not wait on the world. We are still here because we are called to be a light to all people, to participate in the kingdom of God that Jesus has already established here on earth. And so, as Martin Luther King Jr. said now 60 years ago, we are to remember the fierce urgency of now. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. And we do that by being changed ourselves, by not bowing to societal pressures, but by believing in the truth of God, that all are loved by God, and all are invited into the kingdom where sorrow and pain are no more. We are Jesus' disciples when we follow Jesus into God's dream in the here and now, when we work to make sure that all people are cared for and loved, just as God intends. 
That is how we follow Jesus day after day, living in the reality of the kingdom of God, which doesn't allow inequality, injustice, abuse, or hurt. Living in such a way that others ask, what makes you like this? Why do you love so much? Why do you care about so many? I hope we smile and say, come and see. Amen.